Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name's Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about motivation. This is tough for a lot of people with ADHD. A lot of us struggle with getting motivated, especially for just boring tasks, repetitive tasks, tasks that have a lot of dread in them, something that we find complicated. We often find it's just hard to get going, to get started. So what can we do about that? What can we do to work with the brains that we have to increase our motivation and make it easier to get things done? I typically approach this two different ways. One way is if you make certain things habitual, and I've done an episode on habits, if you make certain things habitual, then you are circumventing the whole need for motivation. It's happening automatically. And that's one way, but obviously our whole lives can't be habits. We need to complete tasks that are not going to be, I mean, your life could be all habits, but that would be really boring. And I don't think you would be very fun. So when we don't have habits that are carrying us, there are going to be times that we just have to contend with our motivation or lack of motivation and just get stuff done. But there are ways that we can work with our brain to make this easier. What they found is that people with ADHD have brains that tend to kick into gear when a task has certain qualities. And I've categorized these in two really broad categories. They are things that have interest and they're things that have intensity to them, tasks that have intensity. So if a task has interest to you, it's about a topic that you find stimulating, interesting. It might be novel, something that's different for your brain. It could be fun, something that you just enjoy doing. It's these things that add interest to the task. Now, the other category that our brains seem to kick into gear for are tasks that are intense. They have intensity in them. So emergencies, people with ADHD are often the stars in emergencies because their brain kicks into gear by that intensity. So emergencies, competitions, deadlines, a lot of people with ADHD find that they really procrastinate to the last minute and something up at that looming deadline helps them kick into productive mode. So what do we do? What do we do if there's a task that we need to do that doesn't really inherently have interest for us or even intensity? How do we leverage what we know about our brains and use that to make it easier to do these things? We try to add elements of interest or intensity to tasks that lack it. That's going to look different depending on the person, depending on the task. But let's take just a, a task that's pretty, pretty uninteresting and not so intense. Let's say cleaning out the litter box. If you've got a task like that, it's just blah. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not novel. And although there is a point where it would just be gross and smelly and unpleasant, there's not really an urgency. There's not a deadline that's time specific. It's not something that lends very easy to competition. So what do we do? How do we reverse engineer this task and go back and say, okay, what can I add to this to add interest, to add fun, to add novel? 
difficulty to add intensity or competition or some element that's going to make it easier for my brain to engage and start this task. And so maybe you need to add music to it and just blast something that's like your cat litter cleaning soundtrack. Maybe you need to add some intensity, you know, invite someone over. You've created a deadline. You don't really want a disgusting, stinky cat house when someone comes over. Or if you're somebody who does well with accountability and having a partner using accountability with someone else, you know, tell your kids, I will take you to your friend's house after I do the litter box. Then all of a sudden you've created this urgency. Your kids are going to be like, oh, is the box done? I'll help you with the box. You find ways to add things into tasks that don't have it because you know it helps your brain. Now, a lot of people are just like, oh, this is too complicated. This is too, I'll just, I should I should just be able to clean the litter box. And that's just not so helpful for us. If there is a reason why it's not happening for you and you have this knowledge about what makes things easier for your brain, use it. Play around with what you can add to things to help you get them done. Now let's take another example, studying. Okay, the task itself can be repetitive. It can be tough. It can be boring. And so how do we add elements to this that help engage brains? And what's tricky here is a lot of the things that we can do to engineer the study experience so it's easier for the brains are the exact opposite of what people tell you you need to do for a study space. If your brain needs novelty, maybe you do need to go to a coffee shop or change rooms or go outside or something to help you engage. Whether or not that is too distracting, too novel is super individual. And so this is always a lot of problem solving what you can tweak to add interest or to add intensity without becoming distracted or becoming overwhelmed. And so for the study example, change your environment, add some novelty, add some music. A lot of times music without lyrics is easier because you're not getting distracted, but I know plenty of people can listen to music with lyrics and still do pretty well and still retain the information. It's super variable between people. Now, I know I've mentioned music a couple of times, but you can add any pleasant sensory input and that can add the interest, add fun to an activity. Light a scented candle you love. Have a cup of tea. Use some fun, bright colors when you're highlighting so you have something interesting visually. Another thing you can do with a study example is to add some interest. And a lot of times having somebody else with you, somebody that you're bouncing information back and forth between, it adds some more interest and it also can add a little bit of urgency. Doing this for somebody else requires you to focus because somebody else is relying on you. This is an interactive experience. Once again, if you're two people who can get together and study without distracting each other. This is the reason why accountability really works for some of us with this brain type because there is an urgency when you are reporting back to someone about things. It's not just that you need an adult looking over your shoulder. It's that your brain interprets this as more important, as more intense, as more of an emergency because there's somebody else on the other end that is waiting for this information from you. Even if you're not working directly with someone, the presence of somebody can act as what we call a body double. Just someone's physical presence can help you get motivated, stay motivated. It adds a little element of intensity. It adds a little element of that accountability. And you could not even be working on the same thing. Just having someone in the same room often helps people with ADHD get things done. 
Now, one thing I wanted to point out was that we can really leverage these things for our good and to help us, but there are times that we use intensity that are not helpful for us. And a specific example of this came up last week. It came up with one of my clients and she had a bit of an aha moment that kind of bowled me over. And we were doing some work about her mindset and some of the ways that she is super hard on herself. And she said, you know, I think I actually use my self-criticism, that harshness towards towards myself as some intensity that helps me get going, that helps me do my best. And I think that I've relied on that for a long time. And it was really insightful for her. And I don't think that she's alone. I think that happens a lot of times. Many of us have managed ADHD with very little support to no support for years. And so we may have stumbled across ways to manage our brains that don't necessarily serve us for the long term. So when you do add intensity to a task, make sure that it's something that's sustainable for you and ultimately healthy for you. I think that negative self-talk is never going to be a sustainable, healthy thing. Some people do, however, rely on more emergency, urgency, time-specific motivation and that input to engage their brains. And here's the beauty when you become kind of an expert on your own brain and you learn what works for you, what doesn't work for you and why. Then you have the license to just play around with things and figure out what works best for you. If you're somebody that has seen that you're super productive under pressure, but don't love the other consequences of operating constantly under stress and under a deadline, then you can use the fact that your brain responds well to those conditions and try to create them for yourself in ways that aren't going to ripple out stress-wise in your life. Okay, that brings us to the end of our episode today. Today we learned about motivation and the things that really help our brains engage, things that have interest and things that have intensity and the ways that we can add those into the tasks that don't necessarily have them inherently. Okay, guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. There are so many places that you can spend your time, your energy, and your attention, and I appreciate you hanging out with me here today. Please connect with me online. You can find me on Instagram, The ADHD Clarity Coach, Facebook, Clarity Coaching, and my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com. If you have a topic that you would like to see covered on this podcast, then send me a message on my website, on Instagram, on Facebook, and let me know. I love getting new ideas. I'm very likely to be able to cover it on the podcast, and I would love to hear from you. That's it for today, and I will see you next week.